Hello, everyone. Today I will be interviewing Shalom Duchman, Executive Director of Kirlil Chabad, on the topic of donor cultivation. I don't believe I need to give an introduction. We all know that you are a master fundraiser, and it is self-evident in the success of Kirlil Chabad. By the way, Mazel Tov on another beautiful dinner that you just had. And I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Hatzlacha in their Shluchas. My pleasure. Anytime, any shliach that needs any help with the fundraising, feel free to call me anytime, 24-6. Thank you. So let's get right to it. Are you still picking up the phone and trying to set up meetings with prospective donors? Unfortunately, I'm not. Basically, I try to get introductions and not to cold calling. But I've had a very fair share of cold calling in my life knocking door-to-door, etc. And I have to tell you, I mean, looking back, some of my very, very important donors and prominent donors came as a result of uh, these calls. Uh, unfortunately, today, I have a big budget to cover, so there's, there's no time for, uh, for this. I have to you know, try to find more value for my time. So fundraising is a huge topic. Today, I would like to focus on donor cultivation, more specifically, these two categories. Number one, is the person that may never step foot into your Chabad house, but you want to gain their support. And number two is the donor that is to some degree engaged in your Chabad house and supports already, but you would like to cultivate them. So beginning with number one, do you personally ever call people that have never heard of Kerala Chabad? And I, and, you, and I should really ask the question, was there a time that you were calling people that never heard of Kerala Chabad? Well, obviously, when I uh, came into uh, Kerala Chabad, nobody ever heard of Kerala Chabad besides the uh, few Anash. So uh, any of the uh, people, this was the uh, big challenge on, on, on both areas, you know, to uh, develop and to uh, package what Kerala Chabad is. So uh, obviously, uh, Kerala Chabad, uh, although it's, uh, yes, it's an institution that's uh, 225 years old, but to most of our donors, it's a relatively uh, a new organization uh, that we had to introduce it. Can you share with us how you first met the top two donors in Kol Chabad? I have, uh, you know, I could uh, share about them. It's very, it's, it's, it's uh, uh, both donors are obviously uh, new people, uh, but we came across to them through introductions. They were working for people that uh, friends of mine that they introduced me to them, and then over the years we were able to cultivate them and turn them into uh, major donors. Uh, both of my donors, the first gift that they gave us was probably a thousand dollars. And now, uh, Baruch Hashem, they're giving uh, significantly, uh, significantly more. That's what it happens with uh, these two donors. But the, the fact of the matter is that once again, you know, you can, uh, uh, you can, we can get uh, people, you know, going cold. You know, people that people that really did not have any uh, connection with you or uh, with your organization. First of all, today also, uh, 30 years later, uh, Baruch Hashem, there isn't uh, probably is not even uh, uh, any uh, Jew that's uh, involved on the uh, Jewish scene that uh, didn't hear of the Babbage, didn't hear of Chabad or Chabad, etc. So that's for the good and for the bad. You know, the uh, good, uh, the, the flip side of it is that uh, when you come in, people know who you are. The, uh, of course, the other flip side is that uh, probably uh, the, if those that are connected already, that have a little feeling, are already connected with uh, some Chabad rabbi. What pitch do you use on the phone to get your first meeting? I mean, my pitch is uh, I uh, speak very, very direct. I tell them that we have a very, very unique organization that does uh, unique work, very unique style. Uh, together, we're 
together, doing the partnerships together with the government with a tremendous amount of leverage. I believe that uh, there's a tremendous benefit to you that uh, we should that we get together, and together we can uh, really make a difference. We can uh, help a lot, a lot more people, and uh, we can take your dollars uh, to work uh, much further than the much greater return than your your charity dollars than than you're working now. So on the phone already. You're, you're 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 getting straight to the point. I, you're not beating I, the on the, the, I on the phone do not beat around the bush. I tell the people that I want to come. I want to make a presentation. My pitch is I want to come. I make a presentation to you of what I do. I ask you to give me 15 minutes. If you like what I do, you're in. And if not, I lose your number. You say it like that. Straightforward. That's I'm wonderful. not going to bother you. I'm not going to run after you. I'm not going to nudge you. I'm not going to sit by your door and make you mishugya, maybe reconsider, maybe I hear, maybe I had. I'm straightforward. So you get the meeting. Now, how do you connect deeply with someone in that first meeting and get them to see value in what your organization offers? I come, I make a presentation, exactly what are the work that we're doing, you know, uh, and uh, how we're impacting, you know. I, I walk into a person, uh, I could walk in with, uh, uh, we feed uh, thousands of people. We uh, feed for young to 20,000 families. I walk in with uh, four telephone books of uh, all the names and the uh, addresses of the people that we helped. 20,000 things. So it's, uh, you know, you put it on your desk. It's quite a, uh, you know, it uh, makes an impression. And again, right, you know, so that, that that's something that may be very hard in the uh, small Chabad house. It's a very, very hard to uh, to have that. So that's why, you know. So how do you think that would translate to a smaller Chabad house? Shliach has a tremendous, has a tremendous advantage over me. An unbelievable advantage. Number one, he's, uh, it's his community. He's building the both the, the same community. So you have to try to find out this person should care about his community. That's uh, number one. A lot of my donors are are out of town. I can't you know I can't get to them. It's, you know my my uh, relationship with them has to be on the telephone. It has to be by fax. It cannot be in a uh, direct way. If you meet someone, will you ask for their support in the first meeting? And, unless I told them that I'm not going to ask you for money, I ask the person for money. I'm ask for money. I'm not there. For, I'm not there for relationships. I'm not in the relationship business. I'm in the money business. Uh, you know, I'm there in the relationship business too. But you know, but uh, I'm very, very clear about it. I come. I ask the person for money. There's no greater connection of relationship than, than by taking money from somebody. But, but here, you have to be very careful. I ask uh, 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 my people who work with me, and my son. I always tell them they have to work out with a check, a small check. I don't care. Don't, don't, don't put it as a wasted opportunity. I believe that you have to walk up with a check. You walk up with a check, the person is connected, connected with you. Ah, I don't come it. and okay. say, I want to come and I want to talk to you about something. Right. And maybe we'll have another meeting and maybe we'll go to the federation together and maybe I hear. Unless that's what you're doing. If that's what you're doing, no problem. I have no problem. That's, you know, but, uh, but, but, but there's nothing, I don't see, there's nothing wrong in asking for money. You know, that's what, that's what you're here for. You need money. You need to support the organization. And, you ask, and, and I ask for money. Very simple. I'm asking for myself. I'm asking for the institution. Um, I'm partner. I don't also. I don't ask for money, because I ask uh, to sponsor a project, to sponsor a program. Just happens to be that the program costs money. Do you bring a presentation with you? Yes, I bring a presentation. You know, uh, absolutely. But my presentation doesn't have to be full color presentation. My presentation has to be tachos. What am I accomplishing with your gift? So I can come in with and 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 and, and, and with a presentation of uh, families. You know who are the families? What's what's their problem? What's going on by them? And uh, and uh, 
they need and uh, I'm going to help them. What kind of food I'm going to bring them? So I say, you know, you know, help me out. Take ten families, take a thousand families, take a hundred families, whatever it is. You're actually bringing something, a presentation that they could see. I take a presentation of what of, of, of what's being accomplished. Yes. But what has been your biggest mistake when meeting someone? Biggest mistake was that I didn't ask for money, or that I didn't ask for enough money. Yes, for too little. I've made plenty of mistakes like that, or that I've asked for too much money. That's also a mistake. When I walk up to somebody, if you, you know, I, 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 uh, I remember very, very clearly. I once uh, went. Uh, I had a, a, a Rabbi Yossel Gutnik introduced me to a guy who shares with me, a top executive, that uh, in the commodity business, major guy in London. And I, he set me up the meeting. I had a meeting. I went overseas. Well, the way I set myself, what am I going for? For five, ten thousand dollars? And I thought, anyway. I came to him and I asked him for $75,000 for a project, uh, for food, for Pesach, a whole big, was my first introduction to the person. And, you know, it was a set-up meeting, and this the person said, by the end, you know what, I'll think about it. Okay, he's still thinking to this day. Okay. So I would have walked in, I would have asked for five or $10,000, I would have gotten it, and I would have gotten much more over the years. And then, and then from the other side, I uh, went, uh, with, I met one of the, uh, one of the wealthiest uh, uh, Jews in the world, and I walked into him and I had a meeting, set up, it was in Moscow, the meeting. And he says to me, oh, and I made him a presentation of everything I do. And he said, okay, so let me think about it. And I said, no, I'm not looking for millions of dollars. I'm looking for $21,000. I'm looking for seven communities to send, uh, send Shulchan in seven communities in, in the West Ukraine where, where I knew that he was from. Ah, 21000 That's it, no problem. You know, see, I got the money. Nothing ever happened anyway. You know, I, didn't, I wasn't able to take it to the next level. But, uh, you know, but if it would have been thinking about it, it would have been thought about it. Ha-keel refi ha-mevayish ve ha-mezbayish. So Chabarath is going to walk in. He's going to say, you know, tell a guy, give me $100,000. You know, it's a very I think, for Chabarath to walk in. My first time meeting to ask for $1,800 is very respectable, I think. And they can start a, uh, a basis. It's a bigger Chabarath. They ask for 18000 Again, very hard to say the, uh, the numbers. The number is very, very hard to say. In general, you would say that you have to be more careful about asking too much in the beginning because you could, once you get that first check, you could always ask for more. 100%. Exactly so. And I've, uh, listen, I made mistakes. I, I was learning with people and, they, um, and I was overzealous. That's my, uh, but then again, you know, you got to take the good and the bad. I was overzealous and I lost a few very prominent donors. Uh, I probably made over the over the years. I probably made more because of my uh, you know aggressiveness. You have to monitor it. I always say that we're, I'm 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 I'm, on a, I'm, I'm walking a tightrope uh, between uh, being a uh, being uh, persistent and a nudnik. So now moving on to topic number two, which is cultivating someone that already gives. How do you continue to enhance the relationship after the first meeting? Or after the after many times they've given, how do you give, keep the, the relationship you, you, um, you, growing? The best the best way to give relationship the relationship is to give the person and something that I'm lacking too, but I should be doing more is to, is to give the people the person reports of what he accomplished, what his gift accomplished. There's nothing greater. That's his business, his satisfaction. Thanking him, but in a serious way. You know, this is what your gift has accomplished. And uh, sending him reports of what his gift, what his specific what his specific gift accomplished. You could do that. That's amazing. In, in a Chabad house, that could be challenging because many times you're not asking for one specific thing. You're just asking for the annual budget. So, so then if you just ask for the answer, then just what the accomplishments of the Chabad house is, you know, send them in high. By the way, you know, uh, 
first of all, okay, Chabadot, well, you have the regular things that uh, Baruch Hashem were able to do, which is Hanukkah, Purim, Pesach, and uh, take a, 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 a real interest in the person. Uh, find out when his Hebrew birthday is, call him on a happy birthday, send him an email to David's birthday, you know, uh, hi, Mr. Easy birthday, and uh, the, the birthday is a special day. The best way uh, uh, that I find is, uh, what's our strength? Our strength is Tadon, Mitzvah, Yiddish, Chabad, Chassidus. That's what we have to give. We have to give. We have to teach. We have to, we have to, we have to try to push. Uh, uh, but you should be able to give a share. I want to call you. I want to give a share. I want to learn with you 15 minutes a week. I have a lot of people that I call them on the telephone on Friday. Give Shirem. I've run from the parasha 10, 15 minutes. And it's, uh, you know, I prepare, obviously. It takes me a few hours to prepare. You have to prepare. You have to give them a message, a powerful message. In short, something that's relevant to them. And this establishes a relationship. I sent them an email before of a Rashi or a Pusik or that I'm going to talk about. And so they can go through it. And then, then I call them up and we discuss it. And uh, I don't raise any funds then. I don't talk about fundraising. And, and nothing to do with fundraising. And I try also, Friday, I try to give Shiurim to some Kibar about them, to meet with them. Sometimes privately. Privately, yeah. Um, you know, I have uh, people that have Shiurim with for 15 years already. Almost every single Friday. You learn. And this is something you do every Friday? This is something I do every single Friday, yes. Someone that gives significantly to your annual budget, do you give them yearly recognition? And how? Is it like maybe some plaques or uh, art? or? And I don't on? give no plaques and I don't give no art and I don't give no gifts. And, uh, you, know, I don't, you know, by a dinner, obviously, I do that. But uh, other than that, I don't do it. No, I did do it, but today I don't do it. You know, I give them recognition by uh, what's been accomplished. You know, again, my mother was better at it. My mother used to give the personal report of the families that we helped out, etc. cetera. Uh, today, unfortunately, I take it for granted, you know, which is uh, not good, but that's, uh, but that's the reality. And, but that's, uh, that's again, you know, you know uh, reporting of what you do, that's the best. Uh, I don't think they need my, my, my plaque or my, uh, it depends, again, it depends who. Some people like plaques, so we should give them the plaques. When you say a report, how often? You know, once a quarter or, or every six months. Quarter, once every quarter would be, is, is, I think, would be would be terrific. What encouragement would you give a shliach to help him keep asking even when he gets rejected? Because eventually he's going to be be matzliach. That's it. There's no question about it. If you ask, if, if, if you ask, you're going to be matzliach. If the the you know if you can raise money for cats, you can raise money for for yiddishkeit. That's what it is. It's a numbers game. That's all. You have to you have to continue. You know, an upbeat, and you just got to continue. Do you have any last words of advice that you would like to offer to Shluchim? My, my, my words of advice is a very, very simple, a very simple advice to uh, plan your day, you know, and be focused, and, uh, you know, decide who you're going after, and do it. It's a very simple thing. Sit down in your office, make yourself a schedule. I'm going to see X, Y, Z. I believe that every single Shluchim must see three people a day. It's possible to see three people a day. And you have to ask every single day three people for money. It's doable. Thank you, Rabbi Duchman, for sharing with Shluchim your knowledge, experience, and well-tested methods. We really appreciate your time. This is Dovi Shapiro. I would like to give special thanks to everyone for your feedback, encouragement, and ideas. These podcasts are for you, my fellow Shluchim, and your input is more important than anything. Make it a great week.